Have you heard about the guys over at Chinook Seedery? They are the only sunflower seed company that is taking the time to connect with college athletes and trying to help them build their brand. They have eight flavors from mild to wild with way less salt and no sandpaper tone. So check them out today over at ChinookSeedery.com. Tierney. Back stick. Headed in. Peabody did it cross the line. The teeth and the fit good, so I took the doors out the deep. Okay, I see a brother holding your seat. No beef, but I'm trying to get the noise released. Don't take my talking to your own. Yo, keep it chill like so what is up, I'm everybody? You know what time it is. It's time for the Alfred Podcast. I am Dana Ball, and I'm joined as always by my co-host, my partner in crime, my brother from another mother, Jim Cross. And Jim, tonight's episode 22 title the Coast Camel, because we have Lanny Peabody, Camel Soccer Star, joining us. Dude, we got to get right to it. We got to talk Camel Soccer, and we got to talk it right now. So help me welcome on to the show with the biggest interview on podcasting this week, our friend, our star guest, Campbell Soccer Star, Lanny Peabody. All right, Lainey, welcome to the show. How are we doing tonight? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. Absolutely. You are only our second Campbell guest, and we have a lot of Campbell listeners. Um, There are a lot of Campbell faithful. Um, You know, roll humps. I, I'm wearing the gear. You know, I got swag. I've been, I've been waiting on this. Soccer season is in, and so we're going to dive into all that. But before we do, got to break the ice. You know, if you had your own talk show, and you could have any celebrity for your first guest, who would it be? Um, I know he's not alive, but I would pick Kobe Bryant. Solid choice. I mean, we've never said if they had to be alive right now. So, I mean, that answer works. All right. I'm good with that. That's a great answer. It's a great answer. If you had to, and I'm putting had to because – you know, there's no option here. You have to sing karaoke in this scenario. If you had to sing karaoke, what is your song you're picking? Um, I could go with a few, and I don't think you guys are going to like it, but um, Girl Crush. It's we love Girl Crush. What do you? Oh, t- you like it? No, I don't know what it is, but uh, I hope you believe him. <laughs> My teammates will love me for that one. So. Was that Harry Styles? No, um, I think it's a little <laughs> big town. Little Big Town? I, I think. I don't really know. Hey, you know what, Daniel? I can handle Little Big Town more than I can Morgan Wallen. That's what I know. I mean, it that's straight facts, man. I I, I can handle everything <laughs> other than Laney, uh, we have too many guests that say Morgan Wallen and we, we're just glad you didn't say that. We're we're Okay, we got it. What we is got it here? Little Big Town? This is hey, the littlest big town. I can get I can get with this. 
Yeah, it's fun dang. when like girls are singing. No, you know what this sounds like? This sounds like there should be a, a, a infomercial behind it with like puppies that need homes. Not like the sound. You're not. You're not wrong at all. That's what it does sound like. For for ten cents a day, you, you, and you only could be the hero to your very own little Chihuahua puppy. <laughs> I'll, I'll say this, Daniel. If she was to pick this song, Laney, it's a bold choice because she's humming right now. Like, you're going to have to bring it if you sing a song like this. Oh, I would. I would. All right, Daniel, cut it off. She's stealing my my airtime. <laughs> I mean, I, that's, that's, a, that's a beautiful song. It is, but it's time to hear my not-so-beautiful voice. I want to hear myself. Oh. All right, Laney. Growing up, who was your celebrity crush? Um, definitely Ryan Gosling. I think he's just forever and always will be my celebrity crush. Was it the movie Crazy Stupid Love that got you? Of course, that movie's my favorite. He's my mom so, and I love. He's him. so cool in that movie. Uh, you got to be better than the Gap. Always, I got to be better. Than the Gap. <laughs> All right, last one, and we'll get into your story. Who is your all-time favorite athlete? Um, I would have to go with Kobe Bryant again. I mean, but just like the first time, there's nothing wrong with the answer. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you tell me you want Kobe as your first guest and then you turn around and tell me Kobe was your favorite athlete, like I already know that I'm ready for this interview. It's going to be good. <laughs> like you're, you're the, you're the type of person that we want on this show. Because Kobe is highly regarded as one of the the most competitive, most fierce athletes that there ever was, and probably may go down in history as the, the toughest, fiercest, most you know competitive person that that you could ever meet. But obviously, there's probably some similarities to your game um, that Kobe had. So I want to kind of get into that. But before we get into the soccer part. We got to talk about you growing up. So tell me a little bit about where you're from, your hometown. So I grew up in Tustin, California, and I lived there until high school. My parents got divorced. So then um, I moved from Tustin to Newport with my mom, Newport Beach. And then my dad moved to San Clemente. So California is very big. Yeah. Massive. (laughs) Well, Um, the Newport Beach is going to tell me that she's on the southern part. On the yeah. southern part, and yeah. And if, if, and if she away? was in Newport Beach, she was living the OC life. You remember that show when we were in high school? OC, yeah, I remember that. Wasn't that uh, California? Oh. Here we come. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Laney, Laney has no idea what you're talking about. Yes, she yeah, does. So she, she does. <laughs> yeah, wait, you weren't even born yet. That's probably the sad reality. Is that? <laughs> Anyhow, we, we got to move past that. Um, obviously, you mentioned parents being divorced. What, you know, are there brothers, sisters um, in the mix too? And then how did the divorce, like, how does that play out? Do you go with mom? Do you go with dad? Do you split time? Like, what what is, what is that situation? So I have three brothers. I have two older brothers and one younger brother. Um, and yeah, so my we split time, like all of high school, we split time between the two houses and everything like that. And then as we've gotten older, it kind of just, I think it's just like 
logistically who's in what city. My mom now lives in San Diego. So that's where I spend my time mostly. And then, I mean, my whole life is in Orange County. So that's North where my dad lives in San Clemente. So when I want to go see friends, when I want to go play soccer with girls I used to play with, that's I'll go to his house kind of thing. And then obviously just spending time with him and my brothers. Um, and then, yeah, my mom's in Solana beach, San Diego. So go back and forth pretty much. So three older brothers, one younger brother, right? Just two older brothers. Oh, two older. So three brothers. Before so you break older, into this, Daniel, younger. think about this. She's got three brothers, competitive nature, Kobe. Like, I'm not playing soccer with Laney. I'm just saying. She's, <laughs> she's bringing the pain for sure. Um, I'm sure that you had to. When you, when you talk about older brothers, I'm not sure how much older they are, but I'm sure, you know, being the caliber soccer player that you are, you guys are, are getting after it as you're growing up, just, you know, maybe I'm not going to say fighting, maybe aggressively being competitive um, within the household, maybe breaking some stuff, maybe who knows. Um, but I'm sure that probably played a little bit into you and your athleticism and what you can do on the soccer field. Cause we're going to get into it. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about how you play soccer. I really am because when I, picture soccer players this is the this is my version you're my version of what's in my head when it comes to soccer um but growing up in cali i gotta ask you got the blonde hair you talk about the beaches are you a surfer or is it strictly soccer for you or did you throw in some volleyball beach volleyball yeah um okay that was like six different questions so let me just start with the first one um i i can surf and like when there's extra boards and everyone's going out, I'll go, but I'm not like going out by myself or going out in the winter with a wetsuit on kind of vibe, if that makes any sense. Um, but yeah, I like to surf. I'm, I'm a big ocean girl, so I'm always in the water, whether that's just body surfing, anything. I love, um, inner tubes in the ocean. <laughs> that's pretty fun. But, um, yeah, so we do that. And then, um, what was the other question? Sorry. Volleyball. Oh, volleyball. so yeah, literally all summer long. Every time I get home, I get home in May normally. And then I leave in like early July, I leave like July after the fourth normally. Um, and I'm playing sand volleyball every day, all day long at the beach. I, I commend those that decide that they want to play volleyball. Um, but I also have a much higher respect for those that play sand volleyball because I've done running and walking in the sand and that is hard enough, <laughs> much less to try to play a sport in the sand. So my hat's off to you. You're going to do that for fun. I'm sure it keeps you in shape, keeps you conditioned because it, it's, it's tough. Key word, you um, said for fun. I bet there's no fun hat. I bet it is all about winning. <laughs> You know, it is I'm very sure. competitive. <laughs> Getting down. I mean, have you ever busted anybody in the face? <laughs> I've seen it um, on the soccer field. Our last, okay. our last guest was a volleyball player. You can say it. Our last guest says she has no remorse when she spikes it off someone's face. Okay, well, it's also different because I can jump high on real ground, but in the sand, it's hard for me to, like, get up and spike it. I'm more of, like, a – digging the ball out of the sand, making cold plays kind of thing. He's a libero. Yeah. Hey, but it's 2v2, it. two two, so it's fun. It's hard. 
So obviously, you know, you, you mix all the, these, these things up. You got older brothers, competitiveness, you're playing soccer, you're throwing some volleyball in there. You're shredding the gnar when you can. Um, but growing up, you know, in Cali, obviously you, you play all these growing up and you get to high school. What high school did you attend? I went to modern day high school, which is in Santa Ana. Seems like I've heard of this school many a times. Give me the, give me the rundown. What's, what is the, the intrigue with modern day high school? Well, actually my dad and all of his siblings went there. So we all followed in their footsteps and my dad played basketball there and kind of cool. My little brother and my oldest brother got coached by the same coach as my dad there, which is cool. But um, I mean, the intrigue is just like very tradition. Like it screams tradition, it screams success and athletically it's a great school and academically. So going there, honestly, like I always knew I was going to modern day. There wasn't ever really too much talk about going somewhere else. So I feel like I just did what everyone else was doing in my family. I, mean, I got to ask you, Daniel, I've ran down this list of notable alumni and there are a lot of athletes. I want to know why Laney's name isn't on here. Oh, it's soon to be. Don't you worry. If we, if we got anything to say about it, the name's going <laughs> right the up most, on there. But the most notable for you, Daniel, would be Heisman Trophy winner Matt Leiner. Yep, Maddie Liner. Um, yeah, oh, I mean, excuse me, you, Bryce Young's from there too. My goodness, I was thinking you're, you were gonna you're, say you're, that. You, well, we <laughs> we are older, so like uh, Liner would have been when we were we were in high school, so it would have stuck out more. But yes, multiple Heisman winners. You're you're holding back. You should have thrown that out there. Been like, we're the school where football greats come from. No, yeah, oh. our football team was like the most impressive, coolest experience ever. Holy crap, Daniel, Amon Ross, St. Brown. I mean, you know what? After this episode, we're going to do a rundown because we don't want to do that. This episode's <laughs> about her, but there are NFL players galore on this list. Man, I ain't, yeah, studying. I ain't studying those dudes. You know what? It's it's a it's a crime that Lanny's name isn't on that list yet. And if if I have something to do about it, I'm taking off Matt Leinert and I'm adding <laughs> your name to it. But <laughs> – Obviously, it's it's an athletic factory. It's an academic, you know, institution where people, um, it's it's a privilege to go there. It's uh, it's one of those things that people are, are highly regarded when you graduate from there. But you were selected team captain there, earning team's defensive MVP award your senior season, and offensive MVP honors your junior year. You help. You helped them to the CIF title game. You played club so soccer with strikers, ECNL. Um, you know, with all that, you got a lot going on. You're balancing the academics. Um, but what was the quality of competition like in California high school versus the club? It's, it's always like a unique um, question because we talk to athletes from all over the country and all of them, it, whatever their you know respective sport is, there's always high school season and then there's always the club or travel season. So I'm curious to know what it was like um, as far as in California, the difference between high school and club. Yeah, um, I think the way I always looked at it was club was always like very, very, very competitive, not necessarily wins all the time it was more so like 
you're going against really good players. I feel like I, I go, I went against such, I mean, players in the NWSL, like <clears throat> players at UCLA everywhere. Um, and that was, I think where I became really, you know, competitive against really good players. I think comparing club to high school, it was a lot of fun representing your school, you know, and then like going into those tournaments and just making it to CIF and trying to win CIF. Like that side of it was way more fun, way more engaging with all of us, you know, and like you're playing, like you're wearing modern day across your Jersey. Like that in and of itself was so cool. And anywhere you went, it was really like, I mean, you just felt really, really cool. And like, you knew what was behind you, I guess. And like every game, it was such a hard competition, but yeah, I think it's just different. Like club is meant for exposure and high school is meant for wins all the time. Well, you obviously, you got the exposure cause you were able to take your game to the next level. Was there a particular moment or year or game or a time where you're like, Oh man, like, I can play at the next level and people are like seeing me like coming and talking to me about that. Um, I have kind of an interesting story. Like I played for slammers EGSL up until my senior year of high school, which EGSL is a level lower than ECNL. And I honestly, I loved soccer. I loved my team. I loved my coach. So I just like, didn't want to leave and I knew I wanted to play in college and I thought that would be enough on that team ended up not being enough. So my senior year of um, high school, my, one of my best friends on my modern day team was um, the goalkeeper for the strikers team. So she, she and my goalie coach at modern day was also the goalie coach there. So they told me to come out to a tryout. And I think after that tryout, I was so shook up and just like, wow, these girls are so good and so quick and just bigger and stronger, everything. And I remember my coach, who I guess wasn't my coach at the time, when she offered me that spot, she told me that like, I it, I didn't seem to be behind anyone at all. And that's how I felt. So I knew that if I was just like constantly surrounding myself with the best of the best, that I could be the best of the best. And, um, yeah, so I think it was just like when she offered me a spot on the roster and then ever since then, it took like two months for me to get recruited by TCU. So it was pretty cool. So now, now you, you're playing the best of the best competition. You're, you know, pushing yourself to get better. You get better and TCU comes calling. Um, why did you inevitably choose TCU? Um, I had like, I really wanted to go to LMU Loyola Marymount because both my parents went there and, um, my dad played basketball there. So I was like, that'd be really cool if I got to, you know, follow in his footsteps. Um, and I talked to their coach for a little bit, but nothing really came about it. And once I visited TCU and saw all their athletic facilities and I got to see some of the girls, I just, I knew I wanted to play there. You know, Daniel, my, like, when we cover athletes and, you know, I'm all over Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it, you know, 
my two favorite hashtags may be the two schools she's represented. Like the Go Frogs and Roll Humps are like the two. <laughs> she was at the she was at the two best ones. And the the cool part is if you do those logos, Daniel, because I know you never do it, it'll actually bring up the frog when you do the Go Frogs. Something something new for you, Daniel. He's while he's tech savvy, he doesn't do Twitter. So got <laughs> got to keep him. I don't I don't do I don't do Twix, which is Twitter <laughs> and X combined you feel clever for that don't you that's actually what it should be called all right so let's get down to it you know you get to tcu in fort worth uh appeared in 16 games in 2019 as a defender even got to play in the 2019 ncaa tournament versus arizona you know we don't want to spend too much time because um this this episode was was requested you know by the campbell fans but we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about your time at TCU in that one year that you got there playing in the big 12, going to the tournament with them. Talk about that year and the experience that you had. That was a grind. I can't even explain how much I learned about myself as a player and how much I learned about the game. Um, What I, the first thing I realized is especially in the big 12, like, bigger, stronger, faster. Those girls were so strong on the ball. They were, they would hit you hard and just super athletic. So um, when it came to games, that was like the biggest shock to me, but I mean, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty tough. So I think I put up a good fight when I did get in, which was cool. But I think the biggest thing that I learned was like, I went out and did extra before training and after training. I was always putting in the work to have no doubt that I would succeed when I got in in a game. And that was a really cool lesson for me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Great learning experience. And yeah, like you said, it taught you to work harder, um, to go the extra mile. And it's obviously going to lead to what we're going to get into as we get further. But you know, obviously you're only there for a year. You end up at Campbell. Like, how does the decision to go? I mean, you went from California to now Fort Worth, and now we're going out to Bowie's Creek. How, how does this happen? I know everyone always asks me that when they find out I'm from California. Um, honestly, I, it was a weird time because it was COVID. So I visited the school. There was no one on campus. I couldn't NCAA rules didn't allow me to meet the coaches in person. It was really this campus is when it's buzzing, it's buzzing, but when it's not buzzing, it's very, very desolate. So um I I knew I wanted to be a soccer player and I knew that Campbell would give me the athletic experience I wanted and academically it would be exactly what I wanted. Um I think it was the way my previous coach who recruited me, she explained the culture. She explained why she wanted me to be there. I knew that I was wanted and I knew that I could make an impact. Um, I also had a really, another weird, interesting um, recruiting process because I committed to Campbell for the fall season and then I couldn't mentally like I needed to deal with some things so I ended up staying home that whole fall so I basically took a year off of soccer and then when December came around I got in contact with her and recommitted which was super cool and I got to come in the spring and immediately start in games because COVID gave them 
like cut out their fall season. So I got to play in the spring, which I didn't even know about, which was cool. So yeah, I, that's why I chose Campbell. My coach was a really good recruiting coach and she believed in me. Well, it sounds like it was a good decision and missing a year clearly didn't affect, um, you know, the hard work you put in and the talents you have, because in your first year, you received player of distinction award from the United soccer coaches selected to the United soccer coaches, all Southeast first team named all big South first team. You started all 13 games at defender totaling 1,111 minutes on the season. So my first question would be, you know, going to the big South coming from the big 12, the level of competition, um, was it something you were talking about the grind? Was it something that made that process a little bit easier because it, it wasn't the grind of the Big 12? I think the competition in games definitely was um, comparing it to the Big 12 different. And there was more so the, like, games where we couldn't we didn't have to play our best in a sense or if we didn't show up we could still pull out a win kind of thing which in the big 12 it wasn't you had to show up every single game right. um I think what was really cool about my team that season was practice was the hardest like the hardest part about it and the competition I experienced in practice was harder than the competition I experienced in games so I was always prepared in game to succeed because I was blood, sweat, and tears during trainings. Yeah, Campbell is a school. It doesn't matter which sport you're talking about. If you're paying attention, they may be the school that comes from a, you know, a smaller conference, but anytime they get into the postseason, um, it's the team that nobody wants to see from the Power Five because – um, you know, especially that's what I learned from baseball. I've seen it when I was looking, you know, studying up on soccer, um, football, you know. So, I mean, it's it's one of those schools that, you know, you can sleep on it if you want because they don't come from a power five, but you're going to find out real quick. Um, so you ladies take the Big South championship that year. Um, you obviously lose in the NCAA tournament to Iowa. But after that season, you know, when in the Big South, that the accolades that I had read, you know, making it to the NCAA tournament, did it make you feel better and confirm the decision that you made to go there? Oh, yeah. I remember thinking when we won the championship, like taking a big breath and just thinking like, wow, this is exactly what I wanted. And like, I'm so happy I made the right choice. Yeah, so this is the question that I've been waiting on. And this is why Daniel said you're his kind of soccer player. You're probably, I mean, well, off the top of my head without knowing, you're probably like the 20th soccer player. You're the first that has gotten a red card in a college game. And that's all he's ever wanted was someone. So I didn't do the research on purpose. I hope you uh, I will clarify. I always tell people, I don't know you unless you get a yellow card. But now – now I'm changing that to say because it's possible to have athletes that get red cards now. Now that I've seen it, mm -hmm. I'm experiencing it. Now I'm going to say I don't want to know you unless you get a red card. <laughs> I mean, I'm saying so. Hopefully, we don't run into a story that's just going to. I mean, I hope you ain't going to go to prison for what you did on the field. But <laughs> we got to know. I did not look it up on purpose. <laughs> I wanted to be fresh on this information with Daniel. What got your red card, Laney? Well, to clarify, I've actually had two. 
Oh, yeah. that's even better. I'm getting your jersey tomorrow. Please. Um, so I had one in my second season at Campbell, and it was just a terrible story. I um it was senior night at Campbell. Um, I was a junior, so all my homies were graduating as their last game. We were up seven zero in a game. And um I I don't even know. I was playing right back. I must have been. And I got up into the attack and um, a girl crossed it and I went <laughs> to shoot it and I missed it. And it kind of like bobbled in the keeper's hands. So I put my foot in it and then I took it out and then it kept moving. So I like went to like kick it, but I pulled my foot out. So I didn't end up doing it. And then um, I like you can watch on ESPN. Like I turn around laughing because I'm literally like, oh, my gosh of course I missed this goal. Like really, I couldn't have scored that. And then all the girls on the other team were screaming, like she kicked her, she kicked her. And I didn't even, I was like, are you talking about me? And then I turned around and there was just a red card in my face. And I just looked at him like, what? Why? But I'm going to, I'm going to need to watch yeah. the video evidence to see if you did kick her Lainey, because I don't know if I'm convinced. <laughs> Daniel, are you, con are you convinced? I don't know. We need to see it. I look, so on air, you didn't do anything. Off air, <laughs> we'll get the real story. But now you said you've had two, so come on with it. You can't leave us on one story. Okay, this one's not as exciting. Um, oh, you didn't knock anybody out? No. I, I think I have had, like, some tackles in games where I'm like, damn. I, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but I'm like, you are. okay, damn, like, are you, are you okay? Cause I'm kind of hurting. And if I'm hurting a little bit, you must be like, you need, you need a sub. And, um, basically in this one, I got two yellow cards. So that equals a red. And the first yellow card I got was just, I calmly spoke to the ref and he got mad at me. So I got a yellow. I don't know. I don't know if I believe the cold calmly, but you oh, know what? Calmly. You know what, Daniel, I've, I've, I've somewhat, you know, been wrong on this as I thought about it, because I said, did you knock anybody out? Actually, we do have a guest that's got a red card. She just got it after her episode. Rami Noel from LSU definitely got a red card and a four game suspension for punching an old Miss girl in the face. That's a oh, fact. I remember that video. Yeah, that was our that was our guest. That was crazy. That actually was a spinoff from the year before. I was actually at the game in Oxford. And so what happened was there was like a whole bunch of frat boys that were behind the bench and they were yelling racist and sexist stuff at her because she was on that sideline as the left back. And um, her and a couple of the girls had gotten into it that game. Well, talking to her personally, those same girls were getting at her again. And she admitted that it said it was a kind of carryover from the year before because they were also number five and went in there and got upset. So it was a game that they were ranked five and unbeaten. They had gotten upset. The crowd was yelling stuff that should never be yelled at anybody, let alone women, during their sporting event. And so it was kind of a carryover. But, yeah, she uh, she she did it. But the problem was it cost her team ultimately because her and the other defender got suspended, and that was the game before the NCAA tournament. So um, the last thing you want to do is lose two members of your back line before you go into the NCAA tournament. Yeah. That's crazy. She, she, made, she made it worthwhile, though. She connected. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I actually was able to find footage of you politely talking to that referee, <laughs> if, you, if you want to hear it. 
Look, she got, hey, you know what, though? You may have been joking, but did you see the way she covered her face? She thought you found real footage, which I did. I was that like, wait, indicates what? that she did do something. We, we had we had the ref mic'd up that night. And <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. Um, I'm sure it was it was you just wanted some justification on, on what was going on. And that's that's oh, fair. Yeah, my teammate got kicked in the face and. I, I obviously was going to walk over there. You're not going to stand for that. No way. Heck no. You went over there and you were like, do you know who I am? I just got a red <laughs> card two games ago, buddy. <laughs> so also that year, you know, um, you know, I saw that you had scored against Charleston Southern. Obviously you were take, talking about taking that shot. One of the things that I learned when you watch high caliber college soccer, the defenders are a big part of the offense. A lot of times they'll even be the ones to lead and initiate a lot of the breaks. So for you, as far as the way you work within your team, is that, is that the case as a defender, even though you're a defender, do you find yourself a lot in the offensive scheme? Um, yes, but my, I've moved around. So when I'm outside back, I definitely am in the attack. That's like my favorite thing on the planet. I love going one B one, like, defensively mm -hmm. but i i love taking somebody on on the sideline right. um so when i was i'm outside back i'm in the attack a lot but i've been playing center back a lot all season last season i was center back and my moments in the attack were corner kicks that's like my thing yeah when you're when you're in the outside it's amazing because like you said it's 1v1 if you beat that person usually from that position you have the whole sideline and then that's when the break gets initiated because you got number green grass and then all the girls can start heading towards the goal and then you can make the decision what you want to do from there. So it's definitely, it's definitely a key point. It's one of these things that because we've watched so much college soccer, trying to tell these girls, because my daughter's in high school plays club and high school soccer and the girls in the back will like be timid about going up and like, I'll override their coach and be like, go, like get up. Oh. They like want to stop at half field. Like, no. Yeah, no, always go. So the next season, you know, the accolades just continue to stack. Named Big South Player of the Year and First Team All-Conference. First Campbell player ever to be named Conference Defensive Player of the Year. Started all 18 games and logged the most minutes for Campbell at 1,558. When you hear that read back to you, you know, first Campbell player to ever do something. Big South Player of the Year and played all those minutes in all 18 games. Like, does that give you a sense of pride? Does that mean something to you? Oh, yeah, of course. Um, it makes me feel like so happy and proud of myself. And I mean, I couldn't have done any of that without my teammates. So proud of my team and my coaching staffs, all the ones I've had at Campbell. And yeah, it's cool to hear it definitely makes me like, want to start in a game right now. But <laughs> So you've mentioned Kobe, and one of the first things I noticed is even though you had those accomplishments, it's the first time that you didn't reach the postseason in college. So for a competitor like you, like even though you had the individual accomplishments, it probably stung knowing that you went home after the Big South tournament. I mean, what what's what's that feeling, and what's the message, you know, t between you and the other players about next season, we, we got to be better? Yeah, it stung. That hurt so bad. I, I feel like after every game, I speak to my family and it took me a few days to try and even get words out to express what I was feeling. Um, 
I hate losing. That's my, that'll put me in the worst mood on the planet. So after that game, I think it was just, I mean, the main thing is like seniors leaving. Um, so that was like a big part of it that we weren't going to have the same team that we had and saying goodbye to all those girls and feeling sad that those girls were leaving. But um, I mean, I'm, I would explain my, my, the way I think about things is always like a solution based. So I'm always thinking like, what can we do, you know, to be better or what can we do to win more games or whatever it may be. And I think after that season, it became my mentality became more about the group in front of me and doing everything in my power to give them the most success they can have and the most confidence and calmness and pride in what jersey they're wearing kind of thing. Like knowing what, I mean, I've been a part of a lot of the success that Campbell's had on the women's team and being able to like, think back to all the people I played with or the girls that played before me and stepping into every game knowing like what I'm representing is way bigger than me and way bigger than anyone in this locker room and holding yourself to that standard yeah absolutely and you know talking about that you know you're off to a slow start this season as a team but as you know, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. So you got a three-game stretch coming up at home. Um, what does the team need to do to right the ship? What has been the coach's message to y'all? To Because I've watched y'all a couple times because I do have flow sports. Most people can't watch y'all because they don't have flow sports. But um, I've watched y'all, and obviously I see the talent. So it's and – you, and you talked about a lot of – veterans leaving right so maybe it's a it's a youth thing and you just got to grow and develop that chemistry um but you know what has been the coach's message what do y'all need to do to right the ship especially with this nice three-game homestand coming when obviously um but I think what we're focusing on right now is our camaraderie and just how we're doing things how we're handling things on and off the field and on top of that having thick skin and knowing that this is the, this is the heart, like this stuff is the hardest part, you know, the grind of any NCAA ride is really hard and just trying to get our minds right and be able to like mentally, um, sorry, my cat, <laughs> um, being able to mentally, lock into what we want and I think what it takes is physically emotionally and mentally like going and just f it I'm I'm gonna do whatever I can in this moment I'm gonna do whatever I can in that moment like always thinking like oh it didn't work I'm gonna do it again if it didn't work again okay I'm gonna keep going you know I'm gonna hit her harder next time <laughs> every every coach will tell you any great season that they had comes with things that they didn't anticipate happening, adversity, setbacks, um, but also it comes down to being able to get past those and have the the physical and mental fortitude to, to really put those things to a side and go, all right, we got to get back to just winning and doing the fundamental things and being who we are and going out and selling out every 
every time we get on the field. So, um, you know, I think you're going to look back at this stretch of games and go, man, that was the turning point where we were able to, like, you know, as you mentioned, right the ship or turn this thing around or really just, you know, it's, it's so early in the season. It's, it's really maybe just getting your footing and getting comfortable and going, all right, now we're in a rhythm. We're in a groove. Let's, let's go. Yeah. I also but, think what follows that for us is like enjoying it, like being happy and just remembering that you've played soccer because you love soccer and having fun in those moments, you know, whenever you can. There's a, there's a different level of, like enjoyment that you get from the game when you win and you do it because you're out there literally playing because you're having fun because at the at at the crux of it it's you're playing a kid's game you're playing a game that you played as a kid that you loved because you were able to go out and run around and be with your friends and you know now it's just at a higher level but really the the nature of the game doesn't change you're still going out Mm -hmm. trying to have some fun and win games so um, I commend you for being able to, to look at it that way. But, you know, also, I think you guys, the, the pressure will be toned down a little bit if you can find that love and that joy um, and play for that. So, but I'm, I'm looking forward to the next three games. We've got some big ones coming up. And, you know, with that, before you get out of here, we've got to play a game. It's called okay. this or that. You down to play? Yeah, of course. Gotta be. You gotta be. Because if you said no, do you realize? And I feel like you're you're a red card getter. Like, I feel like you, you could tell me no. And I'd be like, well, damn. Oh, okay. Well, I guess that's that. But, but you, you'd be the first person to ever say, no, I ain't playing that game. So, but, but I, I think, I think, you know, we're trying to get the fun back. We're trying to to have some fun. So that's where yeah. we're headed. This is me getting you ready for that. So this or that, it's brought to you by one of our best sponsors, Chinook Seedery. Let me ask you, Lainey, you're a sunflower seed person? I am. Well, let me tell you about Chinook Seeds, all right? They are like the craft beer of seeds. They're going to have the best ingredients the best flavors. They're going to be creative, imaginative when it comes to producing you something that you want to eat and want to have lots of because, you know, some sunflower seeds, they're going to, you know, create the salt sores in your mouth. These don't do that. Um, As a matter of fact, I'm now going to do blind taste tests moving forward. You're going to be the first person to experience a little blind taste test because I, 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 let me tell you a story, all right? Let me tell you the, the the story about these seeds. So we get approached about this, you know, these seeds. Um, we do a lot of baseball. So Jim runs across a lot of baseball products. Seeds being a great fit for, you know, baseball. Definitely not the only sport that it fits for. But he gets a sample of, of every flavor imaginable. They make, you know all kinds of flavors from mild to wild. He gets a box and he's like, oh man, I'm going to send you some. And so I get this box in the mail. It's from Jim. And I'm like, oh man, this is like the day. It's like, it's like your favorite day. It's like, uh, it's like your birthday and you get a birthday card and you know, there's going to be some money in it or a check or like a (laughs) gift card or something. You're like, yeah, today's the day. So I, I, I run, I get, you know, my keys. I I don't, I don't know why 
that sticks out. But I get my keys and I open the box with my keys. So I'm digging in there. I'm digging. I grab one one bag and it says original and I'm like, all right, cool. Like he, he just wanted to be the classic guy and give me some original. I reach in there. I get another bag original. I reach in there. I get the third bag original. I get three bags of just plain ass original sunflowers. Bro, I'm telling you, you can blame the left field lounge at Mississippi state. They took them all, man. OG was all that was left. So with that being said, your boy went on over to the racetrack because you can find Chinook seeds at every racetrack gas station. So I got one by, by the house. I went in there and I bought a few flavors. Parmesan pepper is the flavor that we're trying tonight. So I'm going to do, you know, you know, when they do the, you know, Dave Portnoy does his uh, pizza test. He does one slice and eats about six, six bites of it. But I'm gonna do I'm gonna do three seeds. I think three seeds is enough to one feel the seed, two feel the flavor, and then three taste it. So here we go. We got one, two, and three. They're going in. Mm. Oh yeah. All right. So initial initial reactions here. The flavor is popping with just three seeds. I I got definitely the parmesan. I'm getting a little bit of the pepper now, a little, a little kick to it. It's good. You know, the one thing I do like about this, like they're not very salty. Like a lot of sunflower seeds you throw in, you're like, oh man, like I'm going to have to spit half of these out. Um, but these are good. They're big. They're like a jumbo. It's It doesn't say oh. jumbo, but like the other seeds, like when you buy big ones, you got to buy the bag that says jumbo. These are, Chinook just says jumbos are, are normal seeds. So, hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to rate this. Um, what do you think we should, we should do a scale of one to five, A to F. What do you, what do you, what do y'all think? What's the best way to rate seeds? I don't know. That's Lenny. We think we'll get you. Not A to F. I think one to 10. One to 10. One to 10. All right. Ooh. I'm going to give it a solid. Yep. Solid 7.6, 7.6. I'm I'm ready for you to get the cinnamon toast. I think you're gonna be like ten. Yeah. My brother plays in the minor leagues, so I'm gonna have to send him some of this. And then oh, let's go. Up on that. We will we will make sure to get us this information. We'll get it sent to him. We'll get this done. Oh, Solid. I will. Who does he play for? The Angels. So does he play I'm for the Trash Bandits? Tell me, he plays for the Trash Bandits. No, he doesn't. He uh, plays for the 66ers, low A. Well, when he makes it to double A, get all the gear. Trash Pandas are the best logo there is. Yeah. Well, it was funny because obviously Neto um, got dropped to the Angels, and mm. they were like locker buddies for a minute. And Neto and I obviously are in the same class, so we knew each other. And my brother's like, I met one of your friends from Campbell. I'm like, such a small world. Yeah, oh, that's right. Neto is the the man. I mean, he could not have got to the pros quicker after his time in Campbell. He wasted no time. I know, crazy. That is Florida guy. He's a Florida kid. Y'all know that? Mm-hmm. Mr. Yeah. 305. Yep, for sure. All right, Laney, let's get to it. Out the gate, coming in hot with the hottest question around. All right. Are you breakfast for breakfast or breakfast for dinner? Breakfast for breakfast. Really? really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So what is the one staple 
item that has to be in your breakfast for breakfast? Bacon. Bacon, yeah. I think eggs. Eggs, I think, are the staple that everybody doesn't want to admit because bacon and it's got the flavor and it's like smells so good. But like, you I don't need that. know any breakfast that doesn't have an egg. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I have eggs every day. So there you go. See, all right. Sticking with food. Would you rather have food in California or food in North Carolina? California. Yeah, what's <laughs> when you're in Cali? What is your favorite food to eat? Is there a place? Is there a particular item? Is it just a different, like a, a type of food? In and out What'd you in say? In and out. I was gonna say fish tacos. In and out is where it's at. You really are in and out, and it's always it always hits the spot. Oh my god, it's so good. Daniel, have you had In and Out Burger before? No, man, it's just a burger, bro. <gasps> oh man, he would say that. He would hot, say that. This is this is a hot. Hot cake, hot take. In and out burger. Never had it. Overrated. Oh. You never even tried it. I've never right. I can yeah, tell you right now. That. I can tell you by oh look. Oh my gosh. No, you can't. Yeah, yes. Have yes. you ever even been to California, Daniel? I have been to California. You've been to California, you didn't have In and Out Burger. No, I was in Northern California. So Oh I boo. I, I mean I Never, I never had the opportunity to go to. to so, so, so don't Cal. knock it till you try it, bro. I well, agree. Okay, I maybe I'll get on the the Uber Eats and and get me some <laughs> shipped in. No, I I don't know. In in and out, I I feel like it's moved up into a level where it can't physically attain or sustain the status that it once had because now everyone talks about in and out burger so i mean it's pretty simple burger fries and a drink steak very true steak. i, I mean, always the, drink their, their shakes are daniel you're a shake oh, i know you go to chick-fil-a for the shake so you can't lie to me bro i mean uh, chick-fil-a let me tell you something about chick-fil-a milkshakes they i don't know what they put in them they're <laughs> phenomenal it's just like, you know, sometimes so it ain't just go, Jesus chicken. It's Jesus shakes too. That's what you're telling me. Yes, yes. Some holy water, or holy milk, or whatever. But you know, it's it's the consistency. You'll go to some ice cream shops and you'll go, "Oh man, that's a good milkshake," but it wasn't as good as the one I had before. Like every time you get a Chick Fil A milkshake, it's the same. Every time, I love it. Love that's it. Like so it's in, so it's in our burger. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, me and Lainey were on the same page. You're gonna, yeah. you're always gonna get good service. In and out. Always. Well, maybe I when I say. when I run out of seeds, I'll do an in and out taste test. Okay, <laughs> I'll I'll bring it back when I come back to North Carolina. Nice. If and you tell them if if In and Out wants to be a sponsor of In Off the Bench, I will gladly do blind <laughs> taste tests of all their items. Just you know, send it over to Tampa, Florida. And since we're talking about since it. we're talking about um sponsors and food daniel i was offered a million dollars on twitter if we would admit that food in east tennessee is better than food in west tennessee randy said cash only for such an absurd claim yeah i will say a lot of things for cash i don't know <laughs> if i'd even say that is it worth is it worth a meal to lie like that yes 100 <laughs> percent 
uh, <laughs> about a hundred K is where my, my lie games are, are worth it. But all right, moving on. What's more fun, a shootout or scoring a goal? Not a shootout, a shutout. Oh, a shutout. <laughs> my bad. My bad. Uh, I know. I was like, what? Um, but is a shootout fun? Could be. No, because like she's a, a defender. She's a defender. That's a bad thing. Yeah. Um, a shutout. You don't get happy for your teammates? <laughs> no, of course. No, of course I do. <laughs> um, I think a scoring goal like in the moment is way more fun. You're not like you celebrate a shutout post game, but like, I don't know. I pride myself on shutouts. So like in my back line, so those feel really good and we haven't had one in a while. So I would, I'm craving that feeling, but I do love a good goal celebration. This, this is what you need to do for the next game. You get the back line together and you go, look here. And let's go. And they're gonna be so fired up. They're gonna be like, man, she's gonna get a yellow card for sure tonight. But we're <laughs> we're playing, we're we're getting after it for her. Okay, that's, I'll do it. Do it, do it. All right. If you were left on an island, but you had the choice of being alone or taking your worst enemy just so you wouldn't have to be alone, which would you choose? my worst enemy with me so I could like be distracted by being competitive the whole time and just beating them. Yeah. I mean, I guess, right? yeah, I, I don't want to be alone. I'll it seems that. like a lot, a lot more work. Like when I'm on an Island by myself and like, all right, so I'll, I'll give you a little bit into my life. I'm a big fan of the show survivor. It actually premiered tonight. Season 45 came out tonight. Oh. So it's it's on the DVR. I still got to watch it. I'm I'm pumped. How have we been friends for 28 years and I didn't know you watched Survivor? Because I've watched every I, season, bro. I love Survivor. If I could be on Survivor, I would. Jeff Probst, if you hear this, like, come get me, bro. I'm ready. But <laughs> anyhow, it is so much work when you're with other people that you like on an island trying to survive. It's going to be way too much work with somebody you don't like on an island so i would rather be by myself i feel like i, I would get more accomplished by myself i yeah i don't know i think if i have somebody that i don't like with me i don't have to talk to them so i don't really have to like entertain anybody and it'd be entertaining like if we're stuck we can just Who's gonna survive the longest? Well, we had one one guest. Um, I forgot who it was. It was it was a male guest, but he said he would think even if they were worst enemies, they could work together to build the best shelter possible. At least do that. And I was like, I mean, two's better than one. I mean, he's not wrong. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Massive yacht or private jet? Massive yacht. Yes. Ocean girl. Yeah, okay. yacht people are my favorite. Thanks. Yeah. Little, <laughs> little yachty. Little yachty. Uh, more fun to go to Campbell baseball or Campbell football games? Baseball. Because football's in season, in my season. 
So, and I do love Campbell football, but baseball games, I grew up around baseball. My whole family plays baseball. So I'll always, and they're good. So I'll always love watching them. Yeah. Dude, I've, I've dude, been promised here's... the best time. I'm going to Bowie's Creek this year. I told them boys, I would be out there. Have I'm you ready. been? I haven't. Um, it's far away. Like I gotta, but since I made the drive to Wake Forest last year, which is also in North Carolina, obviously now they have told me I have no excuses. So I'm now going oh, to yeah. on the list. Yeah, it, it's super fun, super cool environment. You you know what I heard from Lainey's answer right there is, you know, football games she has fun, but baseball games she has fun fun because <laughs> it ain't in season. <laughs> That's what I heard. Favorite right. favorite uniform. Yeah. <laughs> favorite uniform, orange or white? Orange. Our new orange kits. Oh. They're fresh, thanks. Daniel. They are super fresh. They're super now, cool, yeah. Do you get to wear those cool bucket hats like Jim? <laughs> I have to pay for one, but I'm gonna pay for one and get one just because of Jim. Wow, that is <laughs> I find Very... that to be ridiculous because I didn't have to pay for one. Laney shouldn't have to pay for one either. <laughs> That's true. Like it's, that it's should just that should come that should come with the kit. Yeah. Shout, shout out Kay Keeler though. Kay Keeler sent me this in this shirt, and I've been rocking it the shirt at the gym regularly. And this is the first time I've got to wear the hat. Like I'm stoked. And now that y'all told me I look like the football coach, I'm gonna like do that for Halloween. Like you're, you're a whistle <laughs> and a clipboard away from being a coach, bro. <laughs> I, well, how many? So I got a whole month. I'm gonna just eat terrible for a month too. Give me a big old gut too. We're gonna just. Go. <laughs> We're just gonna go the whole way with this. And when my wife asked me what is going on, I'm like, look, I'm going all out for Halloween. You're selling out for it. <laughs> all right, last question, Lainey, and we'll let you bounce. This is this is a big question. Would you rather win a million dollars? So, like, I have a, a briefcase handcuffed to my wrist. It's full of a million dollars cash, and I go, here you go, Lainey. You can take this, or in door number two, you can have a national championship. You can only pick one. Which one are you picking? Which one do you think I'd pick? I mean, you would be silly not to pick a million dollars. I'd pick a national championship, of course. Man, I'd, I'd, over. I'd forego a national championship for a million dollars every day. And, and here's the thing, Laney. He's not just talking smack. Put, grab the ring. He's got one, and he's saying that he will trade that in anytime they will give him a million for it. But that feeling, like that, really? Yeah, they can have it. <laughs> it you know what we always tell? I'll, them, I'll buy. Like, I'll go buy a million more feelings. He probably doesn't <laughs> doesn't really mean that in the moment. But now that he's got kids and a lot of bills to pay, a million dollars just is, it hits different than when you're in college. I, yeah. So here, here's the true answer. I would give it up for a million dollars and I would make sure that my kids have the money they need to go to school so they can win a national championship. There it is. Because yeah. I would get more satisfaction and gratitude and way better feeling watching my kids do it than me personally do it. Now that's, that's the answer. That's a great answer. Thank that's you. Thank you. Answer. I, I, uh, I've been working on that all day. <laughs> <laughs> Just like okay. I, I truly feel that way <laughs> all right Lainey anything you want to plug or promote before you get out of here um just Campbell Women's Soccer come support us come to all of our games um all next right. three home games 
will be fun. And we always put on a show at Eeks. So come out and support. That's right. You got three big ones. You got Sunday UNCW and that's Gabby's Angels game. Thursday, you got Drexel, that's breast cancer awareness game. And then Sunday, you got Delaware and that's the salute to service game. So, you know, shout out to Campbell women's soccer for like having theme nights, but like doing it for like the right reasons. Like, not like, hey, it's uh, wear white to the game day. It's actually like, hey, we're going to celebrate something that's important and we're probably going to raise some money and, and, and get you guys educated on what's going on. So I like that. I appreciate that, you know, and I, I think this is the pivotal moment where the, where the season, like this is going to be like the, the spot where you guys are like, yep, that's, that's where we did it right there. That's when we, we got this thing going because one, you're going to have more fun Two, you're going to meet with the back line before the game. And you're, you're going to, you guys are going to get after it. I already know what I'm going to say. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. All right. If you want to see what Lainey's up to on a Wednesday night, maybe she's recording a podcast. Who knows? Maybe she's just doing some homework. Head on over to IG, Lainey Peabody. Or if you want to see what the humps are up to during soccer season, go over to Go Camels WSOC. Had to make sure I got that right. On Instagram, you'll see games you'll see hype videos you'll see pictures you'll see what i learned new today was a carousel of photos mm -hmm. Did you know that I, yeah I, something new i'm learning every day but i'm excited for you guys i wish you guys nothing but the best and hopefully we'll get you back on and we can talk all about the season and, and how you guys turn it around and ended up you know being a champion <laughs> yeah I'm, i look forward to it thank you guys for having me Absolutely. That's Laney Peabody, everybody. If you like hearing Laney's story or you just like hearing us average Joes talk X's and O's, please like and share the podcast on Facebook. Retweet us on Twix. That's Twitter and X combined. Call it whatever you want. I don't care. Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. As always, comments, ratings, feedback, thumbs up, hearts, hugs, loves. We'll take it all. We'll see everybody actually tomorrow. We got a very special episode that we're doing. Jim, you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, just real quick. We're obviously going to have on um, a guest that, that we had on last year that we never could have expected this to happen. Um, you know, Daniel, we, we have a guy on who's such an inspiration and gets his fulfillment of making it to the pros, right? And then ultimately it's taken away by a car accident that leaves his leg amputated. This is KD Hill from Ole Miss. And we're going to talk to him about his journey and what he's doing now, because Daniel, he didn't let that end his passion, his pursuit of what he's going to do. It obviously took him off the football field, but he believes that God has a plan for him and he's already put in the work. And this guy's, he's probably getting around faster than me and you are right now on one leg i mean he is getting it and he will not be stopped on his way back i mean a lot of people myself included would just be like woe is me having a pity party like thinking like i can't do anything this guy refused to feel that way refused to talk that way and has been really an inspiration to a lot of people um you know so you know shout out to katie 
wish him the best. Um, I know he's moving forward, but we got. And I can say uh, this because I don't think he's going to listen to this episode, Daniel. At least not before tomorrow. I mean, he's going to get presented um, a nice financial contribution by our sponsors for his outstanding character. So we're gonna we're gonna help him get back going. And um, you know, like I said, because the pro career got taken away, and I'm just glad we get to be a part of this ride. Absolutely. Once, uh, you know, we got that tomorrow, and then next week we'll be back at our normal time. We're going to be talking Tennessee softball with Charlie Orsini and Jamison Brockenbro. This has been the End Off the Bench Podcast. As always, remember, strong body, sharp minds, grit and grind all the time. We're out.